This is the Mr. Irrelevant Podcast. I chose a Mr. Irrelevant name not because I was even good enough to be drafted last overall in the NFL draft, uh, but just because I was a simple average Joe just talking about my love for sports and my learning as much about sports as I possibly can. From football to F1 to really any sport he feels like talking about, Mr. Relevant Podcast starts now. Welcome back to that show. I am, of course, your host, Connor Bork, uh, and I'm going to try something I haven't tried before. Uh, I just simply out of my lack of abundance of time, I'm going to go ahead and do this episode kind of off the cuff. Do have a couple of news articles pulled up here and there and some other stuff pulled up, but usually I sit down and I write like, a, I wouldn't say a script. It's more of an outline uh, for these episodes. Um, but we're going to just try to rip this off the cuff. Uh, before we get into it, I do want to say um, thank you to everyone that has been listening um, to the podcast and or watching it. I say watching it loosely on YouTube. Um, and uh, there will be some TikToks coming very shortly. Again, I've just been super busy this past week, so it's been kind of hard to get that up and running. But the account is made. Um, all the links to everything, as always, are going to be in the description or show notes. Um, as well as listed on my anchor profile. With that being said, now make sure you're following me on Twitter as well, both for myself and the show, um, and wherever you find your podcast. Now, we're going to get into some news now. Um, first starters, um, I think the biggest piece of news that we have is going to be the, well, maybe not the biggest piece of news, but one of the pieces of news that we have is that uh, Willie Gay, the linebacker for Kansas City, has been suspended for four weeks um, due to breaking the code of conduct set out by the NFLPA. Um, and allegedly from uh, a article posted by the Kansas City Star, which I think is a local newspaper over there in Kansas City, um, this all started when uh, Willie Gay's uh, baby mama, for lack of a better term, girlfriend who's the mother of his daughter, uh, when Willie Gay pushed her into the couch and damaged her uh vacuum cleaner, which resulted in $1,000 in total damages. Uh, Willie Gay is also performing uh, self, I believe it's it's self-admitted uh, um, therapy for the behavioral therapy. Um, I don't think that it was part of a plea deal or it doesn't seem as such. Um, but uh, yeah, so he'll be out for the next four games. Is going to be a bit of a hit for the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, um, he was a big part of that defense, but I do still think that the Kansas City Chiefs will be fine, um, and I do think that there's still going to be a juggernaut that's going to just wreak havoc on the NFL. All right, next up in the news, we have a story about Kyler Murray getting slapped by a fan after their incredible win against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, of course, it was comeback victory for the Cardinals, not ex- an unexpected win whatsoever. Uh, but Kyler Murray goes over to a one of the suites in the stadium, uh, celebrating with some uh, Cardinals fans when a um, uh, obviously a Raiders fan uh, jumps, not, doesn't jump, but pushes his way through the crowd and gives Kyler Murray a smack on the face. Um, Kyler Murray does not, it was not injured whatsoever by it, just seemed a little bit stunned. And it does seem as though the police department is investigating. Um, I, I think that, you know, personal opinion, obviously I'm, I'm not law enforcement nor a lawyer. Um, but I do think that in the best interest of both, you know, society as a whole, but also the national football league, this guy's, the extent of this guy's punishment should just be being banned from the Raiders games at the very most banned from NFL games. Uh, I do think that it'd be a little bit ridiculous for him to have any criminal charges um, just based off the fact that no one was actually injured. 
not a good thing. No one should be smacking players. No one should be smacking anyone at games. Uh, but I, it was, I think this is kind of like a non-news story. The only reason why I bring it up is because it made a, a pretty big deal in yesterday's headlines. Um, and obviously it is NFL news, which is what the segment's about. So uh, that's, that's, that's going to wrap it up for the news for today. Alrighty. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to the actual uh, reactions for football this week. Um, and we're going to start now with college football. Uh, not much to say on that front. Um, there wasn't as many uh, um, surprises this week with the exception of the insane ending to the Appalachian State game. Uh, of course, they were taking on Troy. Game day was there, kind of a big deal. Um, came down to a last-minute Hail Mary that was tipped up and grabbed by the App State, by an App State wide receiver running for a touchdown, uh, which was absolutely insane. Um, so that was a pretty cool win. Uh, but other than that, you know, your, your, your expected finishes ended up happening. Of course, Texas, my Texas Tech Red Raiders lost to NC State. Wasn't a great game by any sort. Couldn't get anything going. Uh, our linebacker, uh, number 40, um, last name of Rodriguez, I'm pretty sure, had a pretty nasty uh, broken leg or ankle, kind of a little bit worse than Trey Lance's. Um, he stayed a couple or stayed yeah a couple days in Raleigh receiving treatment, but I do believe he's back in Lubbock now um, and is recovering. Um, so that's you know good news all around there. And that's going to kind of do it for the uh, college reactions. Like I said, not much going on there other than the insane ending at the App State game and some uh, Texas Tech news for my fellow Red Raiders. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do a couple of these NFL games before taking our quick break, and then we will f- come back to finish. Um, and we got the Monday games, obviously, to, react, to react to as well. Uh, starting off now with that Thursday night game, Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, that was, I mean, I expected... I don't know what I expected. Uh, the Chargers looked, or the Chiefs looked at the Chargers number the whole night. Um, of course, Justin Herbert, uh, do believe he has uh, some some cracks in his the cartilage in his ribs, uh, which is unfortunate for him. Hopefully, he won't be out for too long, if at all. Uh, but he, he, I mean, both teams look great. The Chargers just didn't look like they could get anything going. Uh, the Chiefs, um, while they were the Chiefs, they did play a, a little bit. I wouldn't say more boring version of their football, but they definitely were not the high-flying offense that we saw in the first game. Uh, but but Patrick Mahomes did what he had to do. Um, I, I have always been a proponent that saying that a quarterback is a game manager is not a slight. It is actually a compliment. And I think in this game, Patrick Mahomes showed that he can manage a game. And uh, yeah, the Chiefs ended up winning. Chargers almost made a comeback there at the end, but we I think everybody kind of expected... Um, that it, it was too little too late. Um, but Chiefs come out of that with a big win. Um, and it was actually, it was a pretty entertaining uh, Thursday night game. Now, aside from the actual game itself, Amazon. Love the idea of the games being on Amazon. Wish I would have known about the lie, like the the stat. There there was a, there was a angle that you could pull up that almost looked like Madden stats. Like they had the names and stuff like that. And a little bit more data. That was still the original commentary. I wish I had found that because I think I would have enjoyed watching that. Uh, don't know if I'll be able to catch the Thursday night game this week because of uh, some other obligations I have outside of the podcast. But we'll have to wait and see on that front. But hopefully in the future I'll be able to check that out. But anyways, Amazon. I have fantastic internet. Thousand up, thousand down. Or damn near close to it. And I, I do agree that I need to wire my Apple TV. Uh, I need to I need to e- put an Ethernet to it. I just have to run it through the through the um, 
attic to do so. So I'm kind of putting that off. But the game, so first quarter, first, I, I'd say first half. I'll, I'll be a little bit generous. First half, quality was great. Get to halftime, second half. I couldn't see a damn thing. It was so grainy. It was so staticky. I could not see a damn thing. I would restart the app. Same thing. I would restart. I restarted my Apple TV. Same thing. I mean, everything else was loading just fine, but the game would just, it was just terrible. Um, I did see a lot of, uh, some people doing, saying that as well. Um, some people were having audio issues. I didn't really have audio issues. Well, I guess I don't know if I had audio issues because of of how, you know, bad the image quality was. Um, I did put a tweet out, but, uh, and, and Amazon, uh, like customer service responded to the tweet, which I found was hilarious, but you know, hopefully that's something that I can get fixed. Um, if, if it is on their end and hopefully it's something that I can get fixed if it was on on my end, but I, I, there was some growing pains, but I I think Amazon's going to be a good thing, uh, for the, for the NFL. I mean, the memes of the older people um, trying to figure out how to work Amazon Prime, I thought was hilarious. But yeah, overall, it was it was it was alright. Uh, game was great. Um, qual- image quality not so good, but everything else was you know pretty cool. Uh, moving right along, we we'll do a couple of these uh, Sunday games before taking our break here. Uh, the Jets. Oh my God. The Jets at the Browns. Brown of the Elves debut as being the center field logo for the Browns stadium. And the Jets waltz in and, uh, well, beat them. Um, I, you know, was I was under the impression that the Jets uh, were going to be a decent team this year. And they are. Um, but with that being said, um, I don't think I, you know, but then Garrett Wilson, go, or not Garrett Wilson, Jesus, Zach Wilson goes down. And, uh, you know, struggled in week one. Joe Flacco looked like Super Bowl Joe Flacco. I literally ripped into him um, the last episode. I don't know if it was the last episode I did or the reaction to last week. But, yeah, Joe Flacco is going to be eight for the next two weeks. Um, Garrett Wilson, dog. Could have told you that one from day one. Went to high school with the guy. I got to see him perform at the high school level. Was insane in high school. I was literally telling a classmate of mine in class the other day that uh, – like for the first two years of high school for me, Friday nights were me just showing up to the games and watching Hudson Card say, fuck it, Garrett Wilson somewhere down there and throwing the ball up and he'd catch it. Um, so, you know, he was faster than everybody, run better routes than everybody, stronger than everybody. It was just insane to watch. And I'm so glad that he's he's having success in the NFL. It, it makes me truly happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, big comeback win. I mean, how do you recover an onside kick is my thing. In today's NFL, how do you recover an onside kick? Who really knows? Um, and and as, as a lot of people have already mentioned, they did break the streak of 2000 and. 2053 or something like that games where a team uh, that is down by like 14 or more with two minutes to go or 17 or more, whatever it was, uh, come back and win the game. They did that thanks to an onside kick. Insanity. Um, Jets get their first win. Browns. Browns being the Browns. I mean, I, that's the only thing we can really say here. Browns defense couldn't stop shit. Um, they were le- they were letting people wide open. They were leaving people wide open. They couldn't get home to Joe Flacco. Uh, I do know that Jadavion Clowney is injured and might miss a couple games, but still, I mean, how are you going to do that? How are you going to let the Jets waltz in there and win like that? A little bit, you know, a little bit disappointing if you're a Browns fan, uh, but I think that for the Jets fans, it's, it's really um, promising. Uh, moving forward here, especially if you know a team like the Browns that's been uh, hyped up as much as they have um, can 
you know, if they're going to be as good as they're supposed to be, then, um, then I think the Jets fans, you have you have some stuff to look forward to. Uh, just realized I forgot to mention, uh, I I predicted Thursday night correctly. Did not predict this one correctly. Uh, I said the Browns were going to win uh, simply because there was not a lot of yeah. I mean, I'm literally looking at my show my my outline from last week's show and uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so that's that's a loss. Um, fun. Um, anyways, moving right along, uh, we're gonna do one more and then take our quick break. So, Commanders Lions, Commanders at Lions. This was a good game. Carson Wentz was looking like uh, the bad side of Carson Wentz. Uh, the Lions continued to just prove that they are a team. Uh, this was the first game in a while that the Lions were actually favored in Vegas. Um, and they kind of proved why. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, my God. I'm so pissed that I had a bye week in fantasy this week because my team put up 163 points. And this is a 10-person league. Keep that in mind. Um so I'm so pissed. That was the most that was the most points of anybody. Most points of anybody. And of course it was a bye week. What you gonna do about it? But I uh, got some some waiver wire transfers or some waiver wires that are waiting to go through tonight that uh that that if I get both of them or at least one of them, I should should be good for the rest of the season. But Lions do come away with the win. Aiden Hutchinson put up three sacks. Insanity. He's gonna be amazing. Um I think this Lions team has a chance of making a wild card push here. If not just being on the fringes of that wild card spot, um, and for that game, I got that prediction correct. Let's go! All right, I was uh, I'm a Dan Campbell believer. Apparently, uh, he was a former Saint and a former Saints coach, so uh, a little bit biased there. But before we get into the Saints game, because that's going to be at least a 45 minute rant, um, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break here, um, and I will see you guys after the break with the rest of the football game reactions. Alrighty, welcome back to the show. Um, don't forget to drop us a follow on all of our social media platforms linked down below, either in the show notes if you're listening to this on one of the audio platforms, or in the description if you're listening to this on YouTube. Uh, also, all of our links to absolutely everything, with the exception of our TikTok, can be found on our Anchor. TikTok link is always going to be in the description of all of our shows. With that being said, it's time. We need to talk about the Saints-Buccaneers game. The Buccaneers at the Saints. Okay. For about the first three quarters of this game, it looked to be like your average slog fest between the Buccaneers and the Saints. Just low-scoring defensive game. Um, through the first three quarters, there was only six points in total scored on both sides. Three well, field goal for the Bucks, field goal for the Saints. Then in the fourth quarter, some referee, some zebra bullshittery was shown once again. There was a pass that was incomplete 
Tom Brady threw it downfield looking for Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller was out of bounds, therefore rendered ineligible and did not make the reception. Bruce Arians, former head coach, now more of a front office dude as, as being described by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was on the sideline when he started chirping at Marshawn Lattimore, who was in coverage on Scotty Miller. Then Tom Brady, poster boy for the NFL, goat, as many people would put it, multiple time MVP, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, pro bowler, all pro, Tom Brady. Possibly new bachelor, but we, we don't know much about that, really. It's just all speculation and rumors. Comes up to Marshawn Lattimore, gets in his face, starts talking shit. I am all for players talking shit to each other. Talk as much as you want. Leonard Fournette comes over, kind of pushes Marshawn, not really aggressively, just pushes him away, trying to break up the fight, protecting his quarterback. I'm okay with that. Mike Evans then comes from the bench and blindside just demolishes Lattimore. That was uncalled for. This happened also in 2017. And listen... Yes, protect your quarterback. But what Mike Evans did was escalating the situation way beyond what it should have been. Um, and I'm a little biased, obviously, because I'm a Saints fan. But I, 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 all the sports shows that I've watched, hence that fight, have agreed with me on that situation. What happens next is the referee bullshittery that I'm referring to. Obviously, flags fly, benches clean out, whatever, fight, they break it up. They didn't eject both Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. I always, I get it, I get it, right? It's always the guy that get hit, that that throws the second punch that gets punished. But the problem is, is that Marshawn didn't throw a punch. There was no retaliation on Marshawn Lattimore's part. It was all talk until Mike Evans came in. So why did Marshawn Lattimore get? Ejected from the game. Mike Evans also got ejected from the game. Let's be clear here. He definitely should have been. That was expected. But why was Marshawn Lattimore ejected from the game? Especially because that was New York that was called in. That New York, all, all these reviews for these kind of fights go to New York and then get bounced back. So why did New York decide to eject Marshawn Lattimore as well? Listen, I'm not saying anything. I'm not going to say any wild conspiracy theories that might be out there, but I'm just saying, think about it. That's all I'm going to say. Just think about it. My dad's been doing a lot of thinking about it for the past. Uh, how long has the Saints been around for? Uh, listen, I'm not going to say much more, but um, yeah, there's there's a history to this. And as a Saints fan, I feel pretty confident in saying that. And uh, that's that's what we're going to leave that at. Bucks go on to get the win, 20-10. to 10. Jameis gets bored of playing boring football and just starts saying, just looks like Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay Jameis. And uh, I'm concerned about the Saints' future now. But that was the Buccaneers. Um, they are going to be down Akeem Hicks because he has plantar fasciitis. So, tease and peace to him. Uh, hope that uh, he can recover quickly. But... Yeah, that was uh that was a difficult weekend for me as a as a as a Louisiana sports fan. Raging Cajuns lost. Of course my now my new school Texas Tech lost and the Saints lost. It was a 
It was a rough weekend. Uh, but with that being said, we're now going to move on. It's now week three. We're going to react to the rest of the games. Move on to week three. Get Post some TikToks. Post some YouTube shorts. Be happy with ourselves. Hopefully. All right. Panthers at Giants. Giants go on and get the win. Baker Mayfield, I'm starting to get concerned about him. I, I wouldn't say I'm getting concerned about him because it's always it's only week two. He didn't get a full training camp with the Panthers. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see on that front. I, I do think that uh the Panthers are maybe are not the team that we thought they were, but I do think they're they're gonna be a they're gonna be a late bloomer. They're gonna have a, some better opportunities um uh down the road, and I think they'll capitalize on them. Giants are two and out. That's something I did not think I'd be saying at any point during this first season of this podcast. Um, but the Giants are two and zero. Quite impressed by their 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 game. Uh, Brian Dayball proving once again why um, he deserved to be a head coach. Um, and doing a little bit of backtracking. Obviously, I did not predict the uh, the Saints winning, and I. Also predicted that the Panthers would win, and I got that one wrong as well. So we're, we are we are on the struggle bus for this uh, for this week's predictions. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, moving now to the Patriots Steelers. This was a boring game. I'll be a hundred percent honest. This was a boring game. Um, Patriots do get the win, but I mean, geez, there's not much to say about this. Both of these teams offensively are concerning. Um, Steelers, I mean, there was, uh, Kenny Pickett chance going on at Acushier stadium. Um, and yeah, there's not much more to talk about with that one. It was just boring football, defensive football, no big fights like in the Tampa Bay saints game. Um, I do go ahead and lose another one. Wow. Wow. We lost another prediction. This is concerning for our predictions. I hope y'all did not ride with me. If y'all are in legal gambling States, Especially for this next one. Oh, dear Jesus Christ. Okay. Colts at Jags. The Colts are cursed in the city of Jacksonville, and that is because the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts 24 to nothing. I'm going to say that again. 24 to nothing. Jaguars over the Colts. Colts were out. Michael Pittman Jr., Shaq Griffin. Or Shaq. Shaq Griffin? Is that. Jesus Christ. I'm going to. Leonard. Shaq Leonard, not Griffin. Jesus Christ. Shaquille Leonard. And DeForest Buckner. Offensive line, though, looked terrible. They couldn't get JT going. <sighs> Trevor Lawrence looked incredible, though. So there's that. Jags. Proven maybe that they're a team. Uh, the AFC South. Jags are number one in the AFC South. The AFC South's combined record is 1-5-2. and two. The fuck is that? Like, what? Or is the, is the AFC South the new NFC East? More on that in a moment. Ooh. Dolphins-Ravens. That was a good game. I uh, did get this prediction right. Almost didn't. But did. Tua? Tonga Vailoa. He's here. I mean, that's all I can say. Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill. Both over 150 passing yards and two touchdowns. Mounted an insane comeback against the Ravens. I mean, Lamar Jackson had a perfect passer rating. 
Lamar Jackson broke uh, Michael Vick's record for 100-yard rushing games. Lamar Jackson had a 75-yard touchdown throw and run in the same game, which I believe is a record. Like, the Ravens choked this one. The Ra- Let me be more clear. The Ravens' defense choked this one because Lamar Jackson had a perfect game. I mean, going into the half, the Dolphins were down 28-7. to And then they come back and they score 7 in the third quarter and 28 in the fourth. To win 42 to 38. Like I said, got the prediction correct. Ravens defense needs to step up the game. Dolphins move to 2 0. Ram or Falcons at Rams. I didn't catch this game. Um, but uh, I mean I one I did see the memes at one point the Falcons were up 28 to 3. Or yes, down 28 to 3, sorry. And uh they mounted a bit of a comeback, but in the end, it wasn't. It ended up not being good enough. Um, lost. They lose thirty-one to twenty-seven. They moved to zero and two. Rams moved to one and one. Rams look to still be struggling, but hopefully, they can get this figured out sooner rather than later. Um, I do believe that I got this prediction correct. Uh, I did, um, but obviously, I was I was hoping that it would be a bit of a blowout, uh, or I was thinking so at least. Um, and of course, uh, it does look like Jalen Ramsey is back as he snagged in, in an interception in the end zone. I did see that, uh, moving now to Seahawks at 49ers before we get into this one, I do want to say, I hope Trey Lance has a very successful, very speedy recovery, uh, broke his ankle at the beginning of the game. Um, I did see his, his, his Twitter and Instagram posts saying that he had a successful surgery and is feeling good. So hope that, hope that he can come back better than ever. But uh, this is why the 49ers kept Jimmy G. I mean, they beat the Seattle Seahawks very convincingly, 27-7, um, even though they were out a couple pieces. Um, I, I Like I said, they were out. Uh, yeah, they, they were out Kittle, um, I believe, and uh, maybe some other pieces as well. But, I mean, Jimmy G comes in, and then I just literally coming into my office today saw the clip of uh, Jimmy Jim, Jimmy G saying uh, hello to the the 49ers faithful as he was walking into the stadium, so or walking into practice today. So he seems to be all the way back. The 49ers hopefully you can go on a r- little bit of a run here, and Jimmy G can uh, prove to everyone once again why he why he is a decent quarterback and deserves a starting position in the NFL. Uh, Cowboys or Bengals at Cowboys. This game. I did predict the, the previous one correct, by the way. Uh, or incorrect. I was incorrect. Yeah, I predicted the Seattle Seahawks to win this one. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's no way we're going positive this week, boys. We had a struggle bus, apparently. Bengals at Cowboys. Bengals at Cowboys. Now, I am getting a little bit more concerned now about Joey B. And more specifically, the Bengals offensive line that seems to literally be a paper wall. Um, they went out and they were, they paid for an offensive line and it's not working, uh, which is concerning to say the least. Um, with that being said, hopefully they can figure this shit out, but it's going to be, uh, it might be a while before that is the case. Um, but of course we will have to wait and see, but Cooper rush, I mean, he got the win. Um, yeah, 20 to 17. Um, Bengals, it was a bit of a comeback for the Bengals as the Cowboys got off to a much stronger start, but I got this prediction wrong. And for my fantasy team, Joe Burrow's my quarterback. I mean, he didn't have interceptions, but still, it's concerning. One of those waiver wire pickups is Jimmy G, though. Hopefully, it'll go through for me. I'm hoping. Um, Broncos, or Texans at Broncos, uh, this was a kind of bit of a boring game. Um, 
uh, Davis Mills looked to be aight. Russell Wilson looked to be aight. But, you know, another boring game that I didn't really catch a lot of. But the Broncos go in and they get a win. Um, I'm assuming I got this one correct. I did. Thank God. Um, thought I was going to be running away with a loss here. But turns out we're, we're, we're you know, still not looking good, though. Um, and then moving on to the Cardinals at the Raiders. Um, Raiders just simply lost the game there at the end. Um, I mean, they were up big at the beginning of the game. Cardinals scored 16 points in the in the in fourth quarter to tie up the game and then go to overtime. I mean, the Raiders simply lost the game. Like, there's no other way to put that. I mean, there there is a saying that in the NFL, you know, a lot more games are lost than they are won, meaning that a team or a team teams lose games more than they win games and that they their mistakes and stuff like that lose them games rather than the other team winning games but man of course we talked about this one earlier with the uh the news of the Kyler Murray situation but Cardinals did not think that they were going to win this and I did not think the Cardinals were going to win it either and that's another freaking loss for me <sighs> Packers or Bears at Packers Sunday night football Packers seem to be all the way back. Bears are the Bears. Um, they just don't have as talented of a roster as they might want. Um, I mean, this could also just be the fact that, you know, kind of like going back to the Tampa Bay Saints rivalry where, you know, the Packers just simply have the Bears number. Um, and maybe the Bears, are, they're going to, you know, maybe be like a seven-win team still this season. We'll, we'll have to wait and see there. But, um, yeah, I mean... Uh, Alan Lazard it looks to be a very pivotal piece of that, that Green Bay Packers offense like I predicted he would be, which is why he's sitting on my fantasy team right now. Uh, but Packers seem to like to have him back. Uh, moving on now to last night's two games. We had the doubleheader starting with the Titans and our Titans at the Bills. Um, that game was boring as hell. Um, the bills get off to an absolutely insane start. Um, and, uh, they're just a juggernaut. They're not going to be stopped. Uh, Titans, there's a lot of question marks. Um, they're not a very, they're a very different team without AJ Brown. I don't think we, we really anticipated how much of a, uh, much of a piece AJ Brown was for that team. But Derrick Henry does not seem to be able to get it going without AJ Brown. Um, Tannehill does not seem to be able to complete as many passes without AJ Brown. Um, Traylon Burks did get, t uh, a few, uh, passes thrown his way and he did all right, but he's not AJ Brown. Um, and the Titans fall to 0 and 2. I did predict this one correctly, uh, but it was a blowout 41 to seven. Like Jesus. I mean, they put it, they started putting in backups in, in the fourth quarter, like ridiculous. Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs is going to be an issue the entire season. Kind of like we thought it would be Stefan Diggs is on my fantasy team. And like I said, I scored 163 points on a bye week. Depressing. Moving on to the final game of not only this episode, but of week two of the NFL and the final the final game of um the final game of this the doubleheader on Monday night. Uh the Vikings went to the Eagles and got slaughtered. I wouldn't say slaughtered. Second half of the game was boring where they, no one scored the second half. It was 24 to 7, but I mean AJ Brown, awesome. I mean, Jalen Hurts looked fantastic. He was yoked. He was making throws. He was running the ball. Like, he just looked amazing. Primetime Kirk Cousins was in full effect. Threw some interceptions. Two, I think, to Darius Slay. And um, threw more, completed more passes to Darius Slay than he did to Justin Jefferson, which is a problem. But I also think he tunnel visions Justin Jefferson too much and just ignores, like, Adam Thielen and Jalen Rager and, and um, 
whoever the tight end is is not Kyle Rudolph anymore. But uh, like, yeah, I, there's not much positives coming from this game. I mean, I, I do believe I got this one correct. Uh, no, I no, I did. Okay, good. Thank God I did. Um, but I mean, it was a rough week for me anyways. Uh, now I'm going to go through tally up what the win losses were, uh, no ties this week, of course. And then we will, uh, go on and head out of here and, uh, look forward to week three of the NFL. All right. I went ahead and tallied up the win losses and we went six and 10, not a good week for predictions, uh, but we will get better. I will get better. Uh, the show will get better. Um, and I will catch you all in the next episode Thursday when we uh, preview this week uh, in or week three of the NFL and uh, maybe talk about some college stuff and any more news that might break between now and then. Um, as I've said, make sure you're following us everywhere. Uh, socials are linked down below. In the show notes, if you're listening to this on audio platforms, uh, or in the description, if you're listening to this on YouTube, um, all of our platforms, as well as some of our um, socials are listed on our anchor profile. Um, with that being said, TikTok is not, so that's in the description of both this show, or in, yeah, in this show and all other shows. Uh, so go ahead and drop us a follow everywhere, and uh, I will see you all in the next episode. Uh, peace out, and have yourself a good uh, good Wednesday.